I was out hiking with a friend and they've been seeing grizzly bear and of course a lot of black bear and mountain lion and almost 30 packs of wolves in this area now. I said, bring your bear spray. We'll go hiking in the deep wilderness. So I had mine and she had hers. And when we stopped to drink water, she said to me, excuse me, we've got bear spray, but wouldn't the Sasquatch help you if something happened? And I said, well, I've devoted my life to the truth, to get out the truth for them. I'd like to think that they're here someplace. I said that they'd interfere if, a, if I was attacked by a bear or something. So I said, well, let's get going. And we stood up and I was ready to walk. I took two steps and a voice in my head said, we are here. You know, meaning, yeah, we're watching over you. That's cool, you know, I mean, you can't get better security than that. Here's a special unexplained shout out to loyal listeners, Mr. Jimmy from the YMCA and his family and friends. Thanks a lot. We've got a special deal for the unexplained ones. For a limited time, you can save 10% off your purchase at paranormalitymag.com backslash shop. Just use code BigfootUFO at checkout. We have a new article coming out there soon for subscribers only on the Mystery MH370 videos. Check out paranormalitymag.com backslash shop. Just use code BigfootUFO at checkout. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man. Did the CIA write Wind of Change by the Scorpions? (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Loeb, what percentage chance do you give it that you have indeed uncovered extraterrestrial or non-human technology? Prior to your abduction, did you believe in UFOs? All things unexplained. So some of that I think, sir, will save for closed session. We have Bigfoot expert Kiwani Lapsaritis with us today. He has been doing research and documenting his research for over 50 years now. That's right, CJ. And we were just going over some slides from Kiwani's amazing research. And here's our next slide for you. Was Yeah, this is taken in Texas. Uh, it's This Sasquatch is stepping over a barbed wire fence. I could not step over it. I'd get caught up in it if I did, and I wouldn't even try. But easily, it just stepped right over this fence. And behind it is a garden, and it's got a uh, corn cob in its mouth. And this looks very (laughs) monkey-like. His face looks like a big monkey. And yet, they're human. They're more human than we are. They don't go around destroying the environment that sustains us. 
They don't go around murdering people and uh, members of their family, and they don't start wars. They're more human than we are. So uh, this was on a trail cam, and they asked to take all the cameras down. I believe there were six cameras, and the, the people on the farm said okay because they, they had to keep dodging these cameras, and they didn't want their picture taken. But if you look at the bottom one, if you see the head, there's a sagittal crest or a peaked head. You can see it on both of them, but it's more prominent on the second uh, uh, clip here. So there's, it's, they, these people call me up uh, here in Washington State uh, several years ago, back to 2004, and they were having experiences and their vegetable garden was being raided a lot and would they giant handprints and giant footprints were all over their garden. So they wanted to know what to do. And I told them about communicating with them and stuff. And then they invited me down and I started having all kinds of experiences with them, which was wonderful, really wonderful. So there's both Sasquatch and ancient ones there. There's a lot of ancient ones here as well. Now look at the monkey face on this. Take a good look at the face. It's very monkey-like. And yet, uh, this is a human. This is a human. And with uh, skills to live, to be able to survive in raw nature. But this was taken from the clip on this person's farm. Okay, this was taken at my cabin in the, in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains before I moved out here to eastern Washington. I'm on the Idaho border just about now. But this is a guardian, also known as a werewolf, also known as a dog face, and so on. Wolfman, whatever. If you can see it... Uh, I don't know if you can see the snout and everything there. He's standing beside a portal that the, it's looking to the right. It's looking, it's not looking directly into the camera. It's looking to the right. So this, the muzzle is at an angle to the right. Is it dead center in this photo? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dead center. Okay. Okay. Of course, I've seen it so often, it's just easy for me to see. But, uh, Tim, can you see it? Oh, I see it now. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, he's he's not looking for Little Red Riding Hood. He's just protecting the, <laughs> uh, they, they're called the guardians. <laughs> they're called the guardians. He's protecting the portal. Why would he want to protect the portal? Because evil beings can come through that portal and would want to harass me. Why? Because I'm putting out so much information, more than anybody else has been able to. So uh, they want to stop me from doing that, the, the, the bad guys. So they make sure everywhere I go, they build a portal and they watch over me 24-7. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, so that's a good feeling to be watched over. Well, you caught my attention, Kiwani, when you said that this was near the Idaho border because one of our 
guest who's been on a few times with us, author Becky Cook, has written a series of books about Bigfoot lives in Idaho, and she has had incredible experiences with also multiple different kinds of beings in Idaho. So there definitely must be something about that area. Well, it's extremely wild. Uh, Last week, uh, yeah, last Friday, uh, a bull moose came through at the edge of my property. And uh, my neighbor, a hundred yards away and into the woods across the way, uh, had a couple of mountain lions come into his place, uh, sizing up his dog. So he had to shoot one of them. That's about five years ago. So uh, there's grizzly bear here, black bear here, uh, just about everything. It's one of the wildest places left in the United States. The Selkirk Mountains in this whole region. This here is an ancient one and uh, uh, with a human face. Actually, it looks a little bit like my landlord. <laughs> this is a great illustration. It to- So we're looking at an illustration here that totally demonstrates what you're talking about with <laughs> a hu- very human-like face, but yet a very Sasquatch-like body. And he has sort of an eagle coming to land on his arm in a fr- very friendly yeah. way. Well, no, this looks more like my landlord. <laughs> Uh, just being silly here uh this was also a sketch (laughs) that uh you gotta have a sense of humor you know and still but uh, sasquatch they look something like this for sure each one looks a little different because there are people just like we look different to each other as scary as they look and as sober looking as they are uh they're very friendly uh One man, when I was in Oregon, uh, uh, told me that he was attacked by a Sasquatch. And I, of course, I knew better. And my comment, that's all he said. And I said, oh, did he tear your arm off? Uh, Did he break your legs? I mean, what did he do? Well, well, no, but he attacked me. Please tell me what happened. And he said, well, first of all, I was fixing my motorcycle inside the garage with a door big door open and there was a shadow and i looked and he was peeking in watching me work on my motorcycle and he did this for a couple of days in a row later in the week i went for a hike and back of my place into the woods and he attacked me i said well tell me what happened he said well he stepped out into the into the trail i said okay then what did he do he says, then he attacked me. And I said, well, explain what it was. He said, he walked towards me. He said, okay, then when did he attack you? He said, well, I don't know. I ran, but he was walking towards me. I said, well, that's all he was doing, being friendly, walking towards <laughs> me. I said, there was no attack, so stop saying that. He says, you're giving them a bad name, you know. So, mm. and I told him, I said, they can run 70 miles an hour. They could catch you in a heartbeat if that's what they're supposed to wanted to do, but they don't do that. They didn't do it to you. Why? Because that's what they, they don't do that. So I says, so did you try to, you know, connect after that? No, he says, I moved right away immediately. I got out of there. 
So <laughs> living in fear, you know, that's what some people do. But they are different. I mean, take a look at this sketch. I mean, how different, you know. You want to wake up some morning and look, take a good look at that, you know. It's kind of gets your attention. Not particularly, no. <laughs> right, right. Now, uh, this <laughs> is a mannequin that was taken over to the coast, Oregon coast, that somebody put together. And the Sasquatch said that this is very, very close. In fact, they know a Sasquatch friend that looks similar to this one. They said it was so well done. It's interesting. An anthropologist wrote an article and said people are seeing bears and labeling them Sasquatch. Now look at the shoulders on this Sasquatch. Bears, when they stand up on two legs, their arms drop down. They have no shoulder. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there sticking out. It's just sloping. That's because bears that's, don't generally walk on two legs. and they're, they're not made for that. So uh, this person, this scientist, is not really, she wasn't really a scientist. She's naive and is putting out false information without checking. For example, if she looked and at tracks that were taken with plaster Paris, many of them, you could see the dermal ridges, just like fingerprints. Well, you can't fake that. Plus, if she looked at some of the, in the snow, some of the tracks, they're five, the gate is five and six feet. A man can't stretch. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he's a basketball player. He cannot stretch that. And besides, he has mm -hmm. a narrow foot, not this big wide foot that's, you know, 18 to 20 to 24 inches long. So all that wasn't even mentioned in the article. So people are making claims that when they really don't know what they're talking about, and it's sad. It's very sad because it it's a, gives a distort, distorted view of who the forest people really are. Right, and I love that term, the forest people. And we have a listener, Eliza Harley Quinn, who says, kind of what I was thinking, and Sam of Clan Forshaw, who's listening and watching, agrees. This picture we're looking at, approximately eight foot tall, reminds them of the show Harry, the movie Harry and the, and the Hendersons. And I was actually thinking... It kind of looks like a cross between Harry from Harry and the Hendersons and Chewbacca from Star Wars. So to me, it looks like oh, a cross yeah. between those two. And that's how I would describe it. Yes. And uh, a, a researcher said to me when this movie came out in 19, I think it was 86 or 87. Uh, he said, well, it's... It, it's a ridiculous movie. They even have a Sasquatch walking around inside and they don't go into houses. Sorry, they go into houses. They walk around, do all kinds of things. There's a, uh, a MD doctor that I helped last summer connect with this, the Sasquatch people uh, in Vermont. And uh, finally he said, look, there's so much snow, I can't get up there. I have to wait till the spring. And I said, keep telepathing every night when you go to bed. 
So I said, they'll come into the house. They'll come to you. You don't have to chase them down. He said, really? I said, that's how it works. I said, I've done this dozens and dozens of times, maybe 70 or 80 times now for people, maybe more, but at least that amount. And they come into the house. So the guy, the, the doctor, the MD, telepath, in the second night, he telepathed, he heard a giant man walking down his hallway, then into his bedroom. He wanted to ask questions and, you know, have a conversation. And I said, well, did, what questions did you ask him? He said, I didn't ask him anything. He said, I was so scared. I, I, I just couldn't hardly speak or think, or think straight. And I said, well, I said, they'll come back, but you've got to work on your fear, the fear aspect. I said, I know it's different. It's different uh, when they show up. To me, uh, uh, you know, when they come, I said, oh, it's you, dear friends. I said, God bless you and your people. I said, thank you for visiting. And then we would chat or they would say something and, and then leave. So anyway, I'm, he's working on it to uh, get over the fear. But this happens periodically with people and they'll come back, but they're not trying to scare people. But he called him and asked him to come, come to him. And when he did, he freaked out, you know, so. But they do come into the house. I mean, um, uh, they, they've helped me numerous times, really helped me out a lot. I'll tell you about it a little bit later. This is not a very good picture of an ancient one. So you could, the next clip, there we go. Okay, this is a female Sasquatch. Now, a friend of mine was helping a man. He was in his early 80s uh, pack up because he's moving to a, uh, uh, a nursing facility uh, uh, where it's, they have apartments and stuff where there's medical help if he needed it as he gets older. So he's packing up and he had a bunch of photographs and he had photographs of the Birches, of Burchard, I think, Gardens, it's called, in Victoria, British Columbia. And uh, uh, the man's hobby uh, was, you know, uh, he loved flowers and horticulture, even though he was a uh, engineer by trade in his life. Well, my friend, uh, his the guy that was helping him move, saw this photograph, but it, way up in the corner, way way up in the corner was this. You could barely see it. So I had this blown up, and he asked the guy if he could have it to give to me, and the guy said sure but don't mention my name. So I contacted the guy, got a statement from him that I could use it and that I would never mention his name. So, uh, uh, but uh, this was at closing time at these famous gardens there in, in Victoria, British Columbia. So this is a Sasquatch that he accidentally took a picture of. Amazing. It's an amazing picture. Okay, here we are now. Now look at, uh, there's a, a hat beside uh, this track, but look at the gate. 
Look at the gate. Uh, how big a man? If I were to step, I would step between the two of those because my legs aren't long enough. So look at the gate of the Sasquatch walk. This is in Texas. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big step. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one small step for man, one giant leap for Sasquatch. Maybe I said that backwards. <laughs> right, there you go. One small step for a Sasquatch, one giant leap for a man. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> okay, the next one. Great picture. And and we're looking at some giant footprints across a uh, snowy yard here. All right, and that that's actually the end of the clips I've got, Kiwani. Those were wonderful. Thank you for sharing those with us. Those were fantastic. For those of you that are listening, you can always find this video on YouTube if you want to check out some of the slides that Kiwani shared with us. We hope that you will go ahead and do that. And for the remainder of the show, we don't have too much time left with you, which is sad because I feel like we could probably chat with you for the next year and still not learn everything. I know I myself have already learned a lot um, just listening to you for this one hour. So thank you for that. So real quick, a few things that you have mentioned several times within your books and tonight is this message for humanity, the message that the, the Sasquatch people would want humanity to understand if you would share that with us yes uh basically all the things that uh we're not doing which is stop warring stop hurting each other have more respect for the environment i mean these are three biggies you know and uh they we're not acting like humans they are we're not they want us to not be so violent and hostile. And yet uh, we are to a point where we're destroying the earth and now we're confronted with the possibility of destroying ourselves and everything else on the planet. The, the wildlife, all the different races of people. Uh, if there's a nuclear blast someplace, let's just say it's if it happens in Europe, it can drift around the world in the different uh, uh, wind currents and settle down on any city anywhere. You can't smell radiation. You can't taste it. All of a sudden, people would be just dropping dead, maybe a whole city of people. So mm -hmm. there's in a nuclear war, there's no winners. Everybody's a loser. Everybody. Right. That's something we've actually talked about a lot on this show, especially in the past year. Um, but something that you have you've mentioned, you know, being kind to one another, being positive, taking care of this planet that we have, and and that's the that's how they act. That's their message. We've had a Palladian starseed on our show before, and one of the things that just resonated with us was how incredibly kind and positive all of their followers were. We had comments that just went on and on and on with love and spirituality and, and propping one another up. And it seems like there's a deep connection between 
Palladian starseeds and the Sasquatch people and maybe the uh, ancient ones too. Is that, does it seem like they're all connected? Yes, they are. Even the little people, uh, the dog-faced people and so on. There's many different races of strange beings out there. Some of them are from the dark side for sure. So it is difficult to, uh, you know, you could be conned by some other beings, interdimensional beings. And uh, so you have to be careful. And uh, I know that a woman down in Texas asked a female ancient one, she said, do you know of Jesus Christ? And her answer was, you mean the one who walks on water? Was, was uh, her reply. So uh, they know, they know. And she started singing a, uh, a spiritual song. And she was asked, how did you know that? She says, my grandmother used to sing it to me. Uh, the ancient one said, uh, uh, when I went to bed at night. So they, they take from us what they feel uh, could be something good or positive and the rest, all the negative stuff, of course, they, they leave behind, which is good, you know. We're speaking to Kiwani Labsaritas, author, researcher. Kiwani, from your book, Sasquatch People and Their Interdimensional Connection, we, you were just talking about this. I was fascinated by the way you spoke of religion and science and how basically we all have to be open-minded. And I grew up religious. We've seen it on this show. I've seen it, too, how these two intersect. Like, I feel like you can be religious and open-minded and still open to the science and the evidence that's out there in front of us and still accept it and see how the two, you know, connect to each other. Like, they do not have to be mutually exclusive. And I love how you talked about that. Can, and you brought it up with the ETs as possibly genetic manipulators or creators. And, of course, this is not contradictory of religion in any way. You just need to be a little more open-minded. I would love it if you could share your thoughts on that just a little bit more about the connectiveness between religion and science and Bigfoots, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. Researchers have to start looking at the Sasquatch phenomena from a cosmic standpoint and not be so, you know, uh, so microscopic about it and just zero in because it's a very complex phenomena because they're very complex people. And there's a lot of people that call themselves experts when they're really not. Why? Well, they can go on and on and on. I've seen them uh, on the internet and all this stuff, which is fine, but they're more historians, not researchers, because they haven't had any experience. They might have found a track or heard some crashing in the woods, but so what? Tracks don't talk. You can't get that. They're limited information from a track. So it's when a person starts to have telepathic experiences, then they really learn about who the Sasquatch people really are. So uh, there's some people, many of them, calling themselves experts when they carry guns 
and cameras and refer to them as animals. So I know they don't know hardly anything about the Sasquatch phenomena and they don't need, they haven't earned the title of being expert. So I've been called a fraud and a whole bunch of stuff uh, because I'm uh, blatant about this in terms of telling the truth. So uh, that's okay. It's, those people will never ever have experiences because of their negativity. And that's okay too. Uh, I wish them the best, but their approach is, is not sensitive or respectful. Right. And Kiwani, I definitely had something I wanted to ask you about. You talked about in Sasquatch People and their interdimensional connection that you actually had the chance to meet and speak to Dr. J. Alan Hynek of Project Blue Book fame. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, he uh, came down from Chicago. I was living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time, and he came down uh, for dinner. We went out to dinner, spent four and a half hours together. I've had three meetings with him. And after the first meeting, he said, I consider you, meaning me, uh, my new associate, because you've, you're in the field gathering information where people who are UFO researchers wait for something to happen. Then they go into the field. And of course, it's all, they're gone generally by that time, whatever was there. So it's, it's not, this is not an easy phenomena. Either one, the UFO phenomena or the Sasquatch phenomena, it's not easy to research. Uh, uh, it's easy for me now, you know, because they come to me, I don't go to them. So uh, that's, it, the same thing can happen to other researchers if, if they just work on themselves with no fear, no guns, no cameras, and and so on, and not try to lure them or trick them. You try to trick them, they won't have anything to do with you. Kimani listener, Eliza Harley Quinn says, people fear and criticize what they don't understand or fear. Yeah, and that's true. I would insert debunk there. I think so many uh, folks on Twitter, etc., they they attempt to debunk what they fear or don't understand. Uh, I was out hiking in the, with a friend a couple of years ago, and they've been seeing grizzly bear and, of course, a lot of black bear and mountain lion, and there's almost 30 packs of wolves in this area now. So I said, bring your bear spray. We'll go hiking in the deep wilderness. So I had mine, and she had hers, and when we stopped to drink water, uh, she said to me, excuse me, we're, we've got bear spray, but wouldn't the Sasquatch help you if something happened? And I said, well, I've devoted my life to the truth, to get out the truth for them. I'd like to think that they're here someplace. I said that they'd interfere if, a, if I was attacked by a bear or something. But just, I don't know, just I thought I'd tell you to bring bring the bear spray anyway, you know. So I said, well, let's get going. We stood up and I was ready to walk. I took two steps and a voice in my head said, we are here. You know, meaning, yeah, we're watching over you. So that's cool. You know, I mean, it's, you can't get better security than that, you know. No. <laughs> and did you leave the bear spray? Did you leave it behind? Uh, I do most of the time. Yeah. It's, 
neither here nor there, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful story. They've done a lot of healing work for me. And, uh, uh, I mean, anyway, they, they've, they've helped me out. They've done a lot of stuff that it doesn't seem real. Uh, and it's all interdimensional stuff. And uh, one time I accidentally left my uh, debit card and an ATM machine. And uh, uh, I was in a hurry and mm. frustrated and at the time. And uh, so I, was, I couldn't get money out of it. So I went back home and I was married at the time and mentioned that to my wife. And she says, well, I'm through working here. I'll go with you. Let's let's stop again. And uh, when we tried to get my card back, they said, no, it sucks it in and destroys it within 60 seconds. And, uh, and I said, oh, no, it's going to take about a month before I get another one. So we went grocery shopping, uh, my wife and I, minutes later, and we went to pay for it. She stood there with her mouth open looking at me. I said, what's the matter? She said, here's your debit card. And we could hear laughter in the background. They had transferred that. They helped me out so I wouldn't <sighs> lose it. But they put it in her wallet because they knew ahead of time she would be coming with me this time to pay for the groceries. She had her own debit card, but when she pulled it out, my name's on it, you know. So they aported it. That's incredible. Yeah. They've done all kinds of stuff. I could go on and on. <laughs> anyway, just to let you know that, uh, you know, I don't think any of this sounds like they're, that they're monsters. You know, the only monsters I know are those that are tr out there trying to kill them or, or hurt them in some way. Right. Kiwani, I wanted to ask you, somewhere on this spectrum between psychic, interdimensional, you talk in your books a little bit about even animal mutilations and Bigfoot, Sasquatches, ancient ones, UFOs, extraterrestrials, somewhere on this spectrum, have you ever noticed anything happening perhaps on a particular frequency or in a way that maybe upset people or animals in the area of these experiences or made them feel bad or sick or dizzy or act strange or anything like that? I, I'm not sure I understand exactly what you're trying to, what you're asking, but uh, everything has a vibration to it, a vibrational frequency. And they've explained to me that they can find people like myself because I have a high vibrational frequency and because I'm a healer uh, and uh, a master herbalist and I'm, I'm an empath. Uh, when people come to me and they've got, they're sick and they start breaking down crying, I sit there and cry with them. I can't help it. I'm that sensitive. So this is what they're talking about, having a high vibrational frequency. And uh, the ETs also have this very high frequency. Uh, this is one of the lowest frequencies you, we could come to, which is the three-dimensional one. So we're we're scraping, almost scraping bottom, I guess, in the universe here. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's important to them, and that's how they find people. You know, by uh, they can go and discover 
because they have this high vibrational frequency. How they do it, I don't know, other than they're very evolved, so they can do that. Your empathy explanation there really reminds me of a story from when my son was in preschool, and his teacher told me one time, you know, they are all such great friends, and they are so empathetic with each other. It's so amazing when one of them is hurt and is crying, broken down, they all gather around them together, and they are all in pain and crying. And she said it's just the most amazing thing. We lose that as we grow older, don't we? Yeah, if people need to connect with me, uh, they can contact me at Sasquatch People, all one word, Sasquatch People at Hotmail.com. It's a hot subject, so Sasquatch People at Hotmail.com. <laughs> uh, and they can all- <laughs> Wonderful. And they can also call me at 509-590-0415. I'm still doing a lot of healing work. Uh, I just did some work for somebody in Norway and Europe. I've done work people in New Zealand, Australia, England, India, and so on. So uh, I do a lot of work. I, I, I try to fulfill my purpose here in this lifetime and to do my best and to reach out to others in God's name, though I don't belong to any religion or anything. I've had some powerful spiritual experiences, so it's changed me and it'll change others if they work at it. Well, what a gift that you are sharing with everybody. Kiwani, did you have anything you wanted to leave us with tonight? You know, perhaps for the folks that have a hard time believing or for those that are already firm believers? I asked the Sasquatch about 10 years ago if there's going to be a World War III. And he said, World War III has already started. They just haven't dropped the bombs yet. And that was upsetting to hear. And because it isn't something that happened overnight, it's something that's been building up for, for years, apparently. So, you know, stay close to God, however you believe, and uh, prepare because we're going to go through a very, very dark time. And uh, the Sasquatch said they'll, they'll take certain people and uh, to help out and uh, I think I was told there's going to be a biosphere, a gigantic city that they would take people. I don't know. They, they don't give details. You can't get a ticket for it. There's no cost <laughs> other than what you've done in your life. And they're, if they feel worthy, I guess they'll, they'll take you. But I don't know. You know, uh, I'm, that's all I know is this is what they told me. And uh, you must prepare. It's not going to be easy, apparently. And I, I feel bad. I just pray more often. Try to prepare for the coming times that are the trying times. And they, they know that. They said they'll help us. They'll help anybody. Some people have seen them and they run or don't want to talk to them. When they, they start talking to them, they run away. 
So they're trying to help people. There are certain people that they are attracted to, and they, like I said, they'll befriend if that person's open enough, and they'll reach out to help them. They've helped people, heal people of cancer, and everything. I mean that. I know that for a fact. But that's another another time that I would talk about the healing aspects. But they've done a lot of healing work for people, and myself, and the people that I've asked them to go to. They've gone in the hospital even and heal people. I've asked them to three times. They did, and maybe I can tell you about that in, in another time. Yes, we would love to have you back, and it sounds like we could do an entire show just on healing. And it sounds like we need it. Absolutely, I thought that was very sage advice from Kiwani Lapsaritis Arthur researcher. Amazing man. Check out his work. His books are available on Amazon. And I'm going to close tonight with this. And I think this is a great summarization of psychic Sasquatch and their UFO connection. It said, it presents an alternative perspective on the Sasquatch and their potential role in the larger cosmic picture. And I think that that is an enlightening way to look at it. Folks, get off your phones, get out into nature, look up and connect with the world and the universe and the multiverse around you. We appreciate all of you. Stay tuned to our upcoming shows. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you. Stay unexplained, everybody. Good night, Kiwani and CJ. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you, CJ. Good night. Thanks. Like. Share. Follow. Comment. Subscribe. Support. What's your hot take on Travis Taylor? <laughs> I've got an exclusive for you guys if you okay. want it about yeah, Alaska. We do. Okay, okay. More at BigfootUFO.com. All things unexplained. So some of that I think, sir, will save the post. Mm-hmm.